Hello, and welcome back to Give Space Podcast. It's been a minute. <laughs> I've been moving and been doing a lot of thinking lately. <laughs> Naturally, as one does. <sighs> We've really been living through some wild times, haven't we? Been navigating how to just exist as humans during this time. And I thought, what better way to celebrate existence than speaking about something that I know all of us can deeply connect to, and that is the feeling of doubt and fear when moving towards a path that scares the shit out of you. Like right now, podcasting. I love it. I love to do it, but it scares the shit out of me scares the shit out of me to be vulnerable, to speak my truth, to storytell. And I I spoke about this on my Instagram this week, the feeling of being held back and where that comes from in our lives. And I can, without a doubt, fully connect it to moments in my life that I've experienced as I've stepped into being a creative person when I was 17 years old. And if you didn't see that post, I will briefly talk about it, but then also connect it to the larger picture today. But that is to come. I have some announcements and rudiments to cover before we jump into the nitty gritty. So this podcast is brought to you by a partnership with Ralphie and Alice Skincare. Um, This is not a paid partnership. I'm just partnering with them because I absolutely believe in everything that they stand for and I love the girls behind it, Megan and Lily. And they're using their platform this week to spotlight creatives with their Give a Shit series, which can be abbreviated as GAS. And their Give a Shit series highlights creatives and people who have a voice who want to speak an authentic truth for Mental Health Awareness Day. So, I'm currently wearing their t-shirt, which is this beautiful radiating heart, and it inspires me to keep my heart open. And they're donating all their proceeds, their t-shirt proceeds, to three charities that they have highlighted on their website. And I just fucking love that. I love that they are using their platform to just donate everything because really, we need to invest in those types of things right now. We need to invest in companies that give a shit about what they're doing and and influencers as well, because I don't know about you, but I've been seeing some fucked up shit on Instagram lately. People just out here being so flagrant and I'm over it. That being said though, I have done dumb shit too. So we're not perfect. Second announcement is welcome to a new series that I am starting. This is the inaugural The Art of Doubt podcast. And I have been, I think one of the reasons why it took me so long to sit down and record this podcast is because I noticed that I haven't been recording anything alone. I have not been giving myself the space to come here and talk to you with authenticity and vulnerability. I have recorded this podcast three times now and trashed all of the files because I just get so fucking scared. I feel like everything I'm saying doesn't make sense and I feel like a ramble and I judge myself and I really had to sit with that feeling and reflect on why it was I was filtering myself so much and why it was that I felt afraid of my words when in fact I'm a writer and that is supposed to be quote unquote how I'm making my money these days. So I 
took a step back and reflected in my journal and thought, how can I make what I'm going through right now an art? (laughs) How can I make the feelings of doubt, the feelings of fear, healing, initiation with oneself, accountability, how can I make that more of an artistic expression? Because when we are feeling these stagnant moments of stillness and we can't make breakthroughs and we know we have these ideas, but we can't access them with action, that can feel so disconnecting from yourself. You can feel like there's truly nothing to get yourself to where you need to be in order to feel like this is a fulfilling life. And I have truly been in this feeling the past year after I released my book. Like, who the fuck am I now? What am I supposed to be doing here? What is my purpose? What is the point of life? I was just so apathetic towards any action at all. And when I flipped this perspective and was thinking, oh, how can I make doubt an artistic idea in my head? How can I turn it into something that inspires me and fulfills it instead of letting it be something that's this dark cloud of stillness and fear in my mind? So in summation, this is The Art of Doubt. And there will be more podcasts, solo podcasts, where I give myself the space to air out any and all things that I just can't get the fuck out of my head. So doubt, thought it would be a perfect place to start. I just really hope that you all connected with this because all I really want to do is hang out and talk about this stuff and find a way to access one another because what really is this life other than sharing and building community? Another thing that I've been thinking about is how do we get off of Instagram? (laughs) How can we make community where it's not on these siloed spaces? And I am currently working on trying to think of ways to build that community. I am pretty sure I'm just going to build a Patreon for now because I don't know what else to do. And also I do need to be in some way or another compensated for the work that I'm putting in. That has been another realization that I've realized this past two months is just that I'm constantly wanting to help people and read their manuscripts and give my opinions and build and give and do all these things creatively, but I never think twice about, oh, I also am still living at my parents' house and I'm also still trying to get on my feet. So there's going to be some some fun things for you to be involved in and there are going to be some fun ways for you to support the cause because we need to invest in each other's creative endeavors. That is what this is all about. And what better way than starting a community space that can be hosted by me with some live events? Damn, I feel like that was a 10-minute announcement streak, but, you know, say lovey. All right, well, let's get into this art of doubt subject. So for me, doubt and fear are different concepts, different feelings in my body. Doubt is a much more quieter and all-encompassing stagnation. It's this silent part of my body that I don't even recognize sometimes. And to me, doubt equates truly to depressive tendencies, i.e. apathy and sitting in bed all day and not wanting to write and avoiding anything and everything that can contribute to my overall growth. And I also know that for me, doubt is triggered a lot by social media and seeing my peers succeed in ways that I tell myself that I can't 
because I've chosen this path. So fear, breaking it down, is easier for me to recognize. It's just, oh, my heart's beating really fast. I'm starting to feel anxiety. I'm starting to feel splintering thoughts of what ifs. And doubt is a little bit more this quiet, nagging mosquito that is in the corner of the room that is prevalent. You don't really know how to spot it. You don't really know how to find it, but you can fucking feel it on your body. You're like, oh, damn, there are eight mosquito bites on me. I am feeling doubt. (laughs) And the art of doubt is creating a relationship with our ability to open up and have a conversation with ourselves and choosing to ignore or not choosing to ignore it. Maybe it's just a subconscious tendency that you're not even aware of and how we can genuinely hold space for ourselves while connecting and talking about these emotions. So opening up this conversation means that we can actually get inside of the emotion and access it and have a connective conversation surrounding it instead of just letting it sit there on the table and be this passive upsetting emotion that's just taking up space, occupying our mind, distracting us, telling us we're not good enough, telling us we can't achieve shit we want to achieve, comparing ourselves, silencing ourselves instead of actually sitting down and doing the fucking work. And I do want to say a disclaimer here. I'm really not trying to come at you with some self-help bullshit that doesn't understand that there are certain people in this world who have different societal and cultural pressures that influence their mental health in a different way. I recognize that I'm a white woman living in this society and have different privileges that enable me to things that other people are not privy to. So I also I want to say that I want to have this conversation with that caveat because I think it's extremely important. My good friend Siafi just posted this incredible review on her story talking about Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And she was basically just saying that the entire book was just white woman like, do better, try harder, live your life. And it's like, we can't we can't promote things like that in 2021. Like, that's just not how this fucking world works. Like, if you were awake during 2020, you would realize that certain people, i.e. Jeff Bezos and big-ass corporations, are living their best life right now because they have the resources and the privilege and the access to things that a lot of other people in this world don't have. So anytime I'm having a conversation in this space, I want you to know that I'm having it contingent upon the fact that I am aware that different people have access to different things in this world because that's just the world we live in. And sadly enough, take a sip of my juice so I don't spiral into an existential crisis. It'll probably keep being that way because no matter what, this life is hungry and greedy. I was journaling the other night while I was listening to the news. Someone was talking about how everyone's moving to Texas right now because this is a tangent, I digress, because there are less taxes because California is so expensive to live in now because you have to give some of your profits away to help homeless people. And obviously, I don't know everything I'm talking about in this, so you can fact check me all you want and open up this conversation. But I just think it's so crazy that American culture is all about more, 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 and yet we were founded on freedom for all. How can we not pay and help people, but also I am free and you are as well? I don't know. It's just such a fucking sickening thing to witness. But we're not going to go down this 
path because today is about accessing the positive side of doubt. (laughs) See how quickly my brain can go there? It just does. It just does. So the art of doubt. Why do we care about talking about doubt within this larger conversation of what it means to pay attention to patterns that come up and stories that we tell ourselves and things that have happened to us that have defined our narrative. And I talked a little bit about this on my Instagram this week about the feeling of accessing a previous narrative or a past trauma that dictates your entire future. And I mean, fully, you guys, I did it. (laughs) I fully wrote my book to say, fuck you, I can do this. No, I'm just kidding. Partly, partly did. But I do want to have a little story time moment so that we can access a story that I told myself and maybe it'll inspire you through the process. Around the time of my 18th or 19th birthday, not very sure on the specifics of that time, but I was at a party and I saw someone that I knew from high school who was very near and dear to me and went to the bathroom to take a pee as one does at a party. That person did not know I was in the bathroom and started talking about me which, disclaimer, was really weird to hear because we had had lunch probably five days earlier than that. So I'm taking a pee and I just hear this person (laughs) laughing at me, calling me a lesbian, asking why I was there, why I was still friends with their mom, so on and so forth. Just truly nasty things. And also the person that this person was talking to about me had been truly awful to me growing up my entire life. Made me feel like the worst person ever at all points. Honestly, I could go as far to say they were a bully. And when I heard that person talking about me that way, something changed inside of me. Something shifted and something broke. Um, Especially because it wasn't like this was just someone that I just knew in passing. This was someone I had a very strong relationship with. Went through my mom having cancer, went through my parents almost losing their house, went through so much with this person. I, I truly can't emphasize how my stomach felt how much my stomach dropped in that moment. Of course, in the moment, I was like, fuck that person. I'm going to get this money. I'm going to show them I'm not these things, even though like whatever, call me lesbian all you want. Like girls are beautiful. All people identifying as women are beautiful. But yeah, I was like, I am this girl. I am this person. I'm going to be my own hype woman. I'm going to hype myself up. But over the years, it just wore down on me. And I started thinking that I was someone to be laughed at. I started seeing myself through their eyes. I started thinking I needed to be less open about who I was on social media because if I did, those who loved me and showed me support were actually just lying behind my back and making fun of me and shaming me for the person that I was. And emphasis on the word shame. 
shame is so connected to doubt with me because when I am shamed, I then encounter the feeling of doubt and, oh, I shouldn't be this person. I shouldn't say these things. Oh, I'm not valid. Oh, da 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 Doubt is triggered. Then all the other emotions follow suit. I really think that when you sit down and you explore the feeling of doubt, you can trace it back to moments in your life where people have put their doubt on you. Because before hearing that person talk to me the way that they did, I had not a single fucking feeling of doubt in my entire body. I was so excited to be this creative person and put my art out there and be a part of this artistic community of liberated people and fucking go for it. And having someone else place their doubt at my feet and in my heart, it was an option. I either took the doubt and drank the poison and accepted that fate, or I rose above it and I could just decide to continue to create and be the person I wanted to be. And at first I was like, oh, I'm going to kick that doubt to the curb. But I think as life went on, and especially with how the last book I put out has been performing because of releasing a book in pandemic, I really heard that voice in my head this past year. I heard this laughing, mocking identity that I shouldn't have chosen this path. I should have just picked something that was easy. And I'm not trying to say that everyone who has a job and isn't a writer is having has it easy but i'm saying like a less vulnerable path a path where i don't have to bleed and get paid for it because essentially that's what i do fucking writing poetry is not like oh i'm just gonna write a poem you have to fill your entire existence with the emotion that you're trying to create you have to live your story through and through every single time you approach the page and Feeling that feeling of doubt of your path is truly one of the worst feelings you can feel, especially when your whole life you've just done it so effortlessly. When you've woken up and you haven't felt this echoing voice of, what are you going to do today? Because you can't talk, you can't speak, you can't share your opinions, you can't write, you can't, like, what are you supposed to do when you've spent five years writing truth and vulnerability and being visible and then all of a sudden this the switch goes off and you just want to hide away from yourself it's it's crippling and I definitely felt depressed during that time I felt so insanely afraid that I would never be able to be myself again I felt alienated from myself I felt disconnected from myself. I felt truly at times disgusted by myself. And I'm I just I'm just I'm tired of being afraid of talking about it. I'm tired of holding myself back for those people who don't matter anymore. I'm tired of putting a like a screen up to my words and letting certain things filter out and certain things have to stay behind. I do have boundaries. I have created those with myself and things I feel comfortable talking about and things I don't because I definitely know that when I was 18, 17, 19 writing, I didn't have boundaries because I didn't know that you could. I didn't know that boundaries were a thing that you could create for yourself. 
now that I've learned how to generate those boundaries, I'm tired of creating a boundary around everything. And I'm especially tired of creating those boundaries for people who really aren't in my life anymore. Why am I creating my identity and sculpting my experience and not connecting with myself just because of something that someone said who isn't in my life anymore who could give a fuck about what I'm doing? Why? Why does that matter? Why does that person matter? And if that's what they're going through and that's who they are, it's more of a reflection of them than it is of you. I truly just want to say this for anyone who is feeling similarly. If you feel like you're having a hard time accessing yourself because of something that someone said to you that dictated your life and your path and changed the course of your creative trajectory. And I say creative by way of just creating your own fulfilling path. If you either overheard that person or they said it to your face, words are so important. I wouldn't be a writer if I didn't believe in them. But sometimes the words that people speak to you or about you are just a way of them putting a mirror up to themselves. And if you're holding on to those words and they're changing and sculpting your identity and causing you to hold yourself back, just know that you're validated. I feel and empathize with you so much. But see it from a different perspective. And the perspective is... Those people are experiencing their own reality, their own relationship with doubt, their own relationship with everything in this world. And they're only speaking venom into existence because that's how they feel about either themselves or about the world due to circumstances that they've lived through, circumstances that they are currently encountering. And it's okay. It's okay to have those feelings. But it's not okay to continue that abuse and put it on to someone else. It's not okay just because you've gone through shit and you feel like shit to put that out there and to place it on to another person. Because that is abuse. Abuse is not recognizing that you have gone through trauma and instead of realizing, oh fuck, I have these traumatic things that have happened in my life, you just subconsciously continue the cycle and you continue pushing everything on to everyone around you because you haven't fully realized what's going on inside your body. So. While it's not okay, we give those people love and the most powerful thing you can do in your life is forgive. Forgive that person that was in the bathroom that heard those things and felt anger and shame and doubt and fear and anxiety and depression. Forgive that person. That person was only trying to survive that moment. Forgive the person who was standing outside of the bathroom talking all that shit Forgive both of them. Forgive all the things they've gone through for them. Anger is bad for the body. It causes cancer. It causes all types of ailments. And to 
create that hate in your body and that resentment towards that person is only going to hinder you and hold you back. Like, look at my story right there. I can tell you exactly, and maybe there are ways I don't know, how I have been hindered by holding on to something that someone said to me four years ago. I can tell you, or maybe five, five, holy shit. Forget that, I'm 24. (laughs) I can tell you that there have been choices I've made in my life that have dictated my path. I have been fully motivated by the feeling of revenge and that feeling comes from an angry place in my body and I don't want to create anymore from that place I want to create from a place that empowers myself and doesn't go oh to be worthy to be seen as valid by this person that was in your life so fucking long ago I need to subject myself to feeling angry and revengeful and prove to them that I am worthy No, I am worthy because I decide that I'm worthy. I tell myself I'm worthy, not because I want to prove to that person that I can make money on books or that I can release a new website or that I can release a podcast or that I can partner with brands. I don't fucking care. I don't need that person's check mark, smiley face, heart, occasional call, whatever the fuck to tell me that what I'm doing matters. It's just, it's so crazy to think that. It's really funny because I think back to not only before going to college that this happened in my life, this feeling of wanting to have revenge (laughs) and motivating myself from revenge. But it happened also when I was in college and dating this guy who literally from the beginning, I wouldn't even say I was dating him too. From the beginning, he told me that he was broken. Literally said that. Said, I am broken. I can't be in a relationship. I'm not... Oh, fully able to be with you. And of course, <laughs> dumbass me was like, oh yeah, you're just saying that. That's just something that you're saying. It doesn't really matter that you're saying that. I'll change your mind. And I was so surprised when four months later I found out that he had been hooking up with this girl who was a mutual friend. And it, again, triggered that feeling of anger, being like, well, I'm going to show you why you're missing out on not being with me. I'm going to prove to you that I am someone that's worthy because I can do all this cool shit. So I released a brand new website. I did all of this cool shit with my blog, and I was like really loving the content that I was making. And as soon as I got over him and got over the situation, my motivation to start that project was gone to continue doing what I was doing. And I was judging myself because of that. And I didn't understand why that was happening to me when in actuality, I see now that it was because my fuel for that project was coming from the same place of wanting to prove to someone that I could create consumable dope. Yeah, we can be motivated in so many strange and cool ways, (laughs) if you can call that cool. But how feasible and realistic is that project when the only motivation you have for it is to prove the world that you can do it? Because that works, it does work. There's nothing sweeter than proving to someone, oh, I did this thing that you thought I couldn't do. There's nothing cooler than that. 
I don't know, my opinion. But as someone who has been living that narrative for so long, it's not realistic. It burns out, especially because now I'm in a quote-unquote healthy, would call everything healthy with a grain of salt because we all have our own things we're going through. But I'm in a healthy relationship. And he, he asked me in the beginning of the relationship, like, why aren't you writing as much? Why don't you write about us? And I was like, oh my God, I've never been in a relationship and been empowered by my partner and validated by my partner. Not that that's something that I absolutely need, but it is nice to, to know that you're with someone who sees beauty in what you're creating. I've never been with someone and had them encourage me in that way. And I've never written about love from a place of actually having it. I've only written about love from a place of losing it or craving it. And I just think it's very interesting to take a very deep look at where our motivations are coming from and what our patterns look like and how doubt shows up in those moments. Because I'm not saying if you recognize things in that story and you see motivating yourself from this place of I'm going to prove to you, I'm going to prove to X or myself or whatever, like, is bad. Not saying that. But I'm just saying that it is really beautiful to be self-aware and be able to recognize and notice, oh, I am having this right now. What does this mean to me? How do I feel about this? How can I learn from this and grow from this? And once I did open up that conversation with myself, it enabled me to to say, oh, okay, I recognize this. I don't feel as excited about feeling the, the feeling of uh, revenge motivation. I don't know if I like that. And it's okay. It's okay to to feel and have that emotion. But in the future, if I experience that emotion, I'm going to have a, a more loving conversation with myself and I'm going to recognize what that means and also recognize that there's not as much longevity with that emotion and it doesn't inspire me as much as really coming from a place of strength within myself and knowing, oh, okay, this, like my podcast, that fully came from this moment of, oh my goodness, I would love to connect with the community. I would love a space to storytell and host guests and truly hand over a space for people to have conversations. What better way to do it than start a podcast? It came from this solid, purposeful home. That is when I knew that there was longevity in this project. That was when I knew that it was coming from a place of love and peace and not fuck you, I'm going to get this bag. Because that's great and all, but doesn't that kind of hurt a little bit? Doesn't that kind of hurt to not be in alignment with your purpose and just know that it's a spiteful decision? And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to myself in this moment. Because if that's how you motivate yourself and that's what you love, then hell yeah, I'm, I'm here for you. I back you 100%. Do what you need to do to be that person that you love being. But this is only from my experience. This is only my story. And I'm not trying to come at you in a way that feels like I'm pointing a finger ever. (laughs) There is no right or wrong way in this life. The fact that we're having a conversation about it 
and that you can now see my perspective is what's so beautiful about dialogue. It's not about this binary relationship with right and wrong because there really isn't, sometimes there is, there is a right and wrong in some circumstances, but there is a gradient with that truth, I think, maybe. Ah, who's to say? Another story that I haven't told because I was afraid (laughs) of myself and what it would mean if I said it and who I would offend if I said it is my relationship with YouTube because I used to post, I wouldn't even call them vlogs, they were more like diary posts of sorts where I would just spill the beans and I took all those videos down because honestly, because of the tower moment I was telling you about earlier in the podcast, like after I was labeled all these names and made fun of by so many people that I knew and loved. And I didn't say all the other stories that are connected to that one bathroom story, but the bathroom story is literally the worst story of them all, at least in my perspective. And I was hearing all of these things, these buzz things being said, and I just got so overwhelmed with opinions, other people's opinions, that I took all my videos down and stopped vlogging, stopped sharing my deep thoughts with uh, an online community. And it made me really happy to do that made me really happy to not be visible and to hide in that way. And I'm not going to say that I don't regret taking those videos down because it was honestly really empowering moment where I was like, okay, I don't necessarily love doing YouTube because something that I also should express is that I really don't like, I just don't like the platform of YouTube. I don't know what it is, but this is no shame against anyone who uses it. It's just personally for me, I don't intake information that way. I just don't connect with it as a medium, but I love and support anyone and everyone who is using it. Well, maybe should say anyone and everyone because there are some really dumb people out there, but you get know what I'm saying. Um, for me, having a podcast is a lot more just vulnerable. I love the fact that I can just sit in my sweats and my beanie and just have an intimate conversation with a stranger or myself. And it just feels more intimate. So I don't regret taking those videos down, but I do regret taking them down in the moment I did because of the fear that I had surrounding the visibility and what it would mean if I was putting myself out there in that way. So I know that there have been people who have messaged me in the past saying, why did you do that? And when will you ever come back? And I thank you for being an advent lover of that content. But I also want to just say that it was really anxiety inducing for me to make those videos at the time and even make the decision to take them down. So I really appreciate and support you being here now and listening to the podcast because it just genuinely feels like something that comes from my heart and content that I love making that I know can resonate because it feels a lot more authentic because I love doing it so much.
Another huge way that doubt shows up in my life is being able to navigate financial independence. And there are so many topics that relate around that very large topic, but specifically, I can narrow narrow it down to two. One being comparing myself to my peers and seeing how they're generating income and the life that they're living based on being able to generate that income. And two, being able to advocate for myself to get a livable wage from the people that I am working with. So the first one is particularly interesting during this time because... I have been living at my parents' house during the pandemic, and I've never experienced so much internal shame and doubt surrounding this subject solely because I am judging myself and solely because I am looking at my peers and seeing them prosper in different types of endeavors. And I'm not looking at all of the good things that I'm doing. And instead, I'm just comparing myself to them and saying, well, you still have your parents. You're not financially independent yet. And you're not financially independent yet because you are pursuing the path that you are. And that's just such a toxic mindset to hold with yourself. And if you need to take a moment to recollect yourself and you have the privilege of having the ability to live with your parents or live with someone who can help you out in that moment, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in accepting help and there's no shame in taking a moment to recalibrate and get your shit together before you make the next big jump in your life. And I constantly need to be telling myself that because I look at my friends who have different types of jobs and different type of opportunity than I have. I genuinely don't want to do anything in my life just because I look at someone else and see what they're doing and see them succeeding and then I think that I have to do that too just because I'm seeing it being done. If I want to have certain comfortabilities in my life and I'm seeking that, that's all of the more inspiration to continue going down a path that makes me feel the most fulfilled and also does bring in money. Like, (laughs) It's not about just looking at what's around you and following that. It's about finding what it is inside of you that can generate those things that you want for yourself. So if you're in a moment of right now of comparing yourself and it's creating doubt, remember this quote, comparison is the thief of joy. What does comparison do for you other than just make you genuinely disdain what you're doing? What does it, what does it, how does it motivate you? How does it get you started? It just makes you doubt who you are, what you look like, what you have. And it's not an an emotion that necessarily functions in a way to inspire you in a positive way. It's an emotion that's there to motivate you from a place of lack. That is huge because it comes back to scarcity mindset approaching life from this perspective that I don't have enough, I'm not enough, I'm not worth enough, everyone around me has everything and I have nothing. And if you flip the script and think, oh, X, Y, and Z, I'm grateful for this, I have this, and I can do this, that places you in such a more empowered position to let go of the doubt and let it fizzle truly between your fingertips so that you can manifest and create based on what you already have at your disposal. And that fully connects to what I was saying, the bathroom moment, because instead of knowing that I had this incredible moment to rise above the bullshit and create from a place inside of my heart and inside of my body that felt truly in alignment with what it is I wanted to do, I chose slowly and surely over time to change who I was and what I was doing 
to satisfy that person instead of satisfying the path and the trajectory that I am. And really, if I was asked, if I were to be asked if I would never want to hear that person saying those things, I'd probably say no because I'm truly grateful for exactly where I am in this moment. I'm grateful to be going through what it is I'm going through right now because I know that there's something really beautiful on the other side. But connected to that is this concept of consistency, right? Because we have these beautiful moments of enlightenment and bliss and following your path and feeling the sunshine and feeling the love from certain projects but how do we stay accountable and how do we stay continually inspired so that we can constantly be creating from this space of peace and i think that my my response to that would be rest healing empathy and play Because when you don't allow yourself to rest and you don't give yourself a moment to breathe between projects and moments, that's also when the doubt can seep into everything because you're on this like adrenaline rush and the moment you stop to take a moment and breathe, all of the thoughts that you're not allowing in can creep in. And that does happen to me or has happened to me in the past. I have been fairly good at staying hydrated and taking a moment to rest and pause because rest is truly revolutionary. I don't think that there are enough people out there telling you to take that nap you need to take or turn your phone off for three hours if that's what you need. Connect because I really hope that this conversation has resonated with you all and you've felt connected to points. And I, something that I feel is weird about having a podcast and being someone who speaks at a microphone is that I never want to you to feel like I'm equating my experience to be something that everyone is going through. And just because I'm going through it, I'm making these universal sweeping statements that everyone must be feeling because everyone's journey is different, especially our journeys with mental health. And all I can really do is share information and share stories and that's so human. Being vulnerable is such a powerful and incredibly moving part of what it is to be alive. And I just really hope that these conversations that we're going to continue having on this space and that this podcast is somewhere that you can come when you just feel like you need to be injected with rejuvenation and inspiration and conversations that lift you up and make you feel like you're not alone in whatever existential thoughts that you're having. Because the reason why I started this podcast is that I just felt like, and this isn't me saying that I'm denigrating anything out there. Like there are so many podcasts that I love so much right now, but I just wanted to create a space where it felt like you could sit down and go on a walk or just do something that would, an action that would warm your soul, that would also be in in line with a conversation that also warms your soul at the same time. So thank you for listening and for contributing to the conversation. I've had so many good conversations with everyone who has DM'd me and reached out and said such encouraging words and given me ideas. And I really hope 
that this can be a space and a community where we can come to when we just need a good hug virtual hug that's what community is community is being able to be as vulnerable and open confused as possible and to be able to hear criticism and be called out if necessary and to have a dialogue something that's been so eye-opening about starting a podcast is that i always approached sharing online as needing to have all of the answers or all of the inspiration prior to sharing. I would approach writing a book as, okay, these are all the things I've learned and now this is when I'm able to share. And something that's so beautiful about having this space is that I can come here and you can come here and so many of the guests who we will have on in the next two weeks are going to come here and say, I don't know. I am lost. I am in a transitional place. This is what I think about society and it confuses me. This is what I'm afraid of. This is what causes doubt. This is what I'm healing through. Like everything is a process. And this is another shout out. If you feel like you can't share something because you haven't reached a certain spot in your mind or in your life, fuck the destination. Like, but also not fuck the destination because I know that means a lot to you, but I'm saying like, start now. Start in little ways that you think can incrementally lead you up to that spot because for so long, I was like, oh, I'm not ready to do that. I'm not ready to have a podcast because I don't know enough yet or I don't know enough to write this poem. I need to read way more, research way more. Even if it's a journal, five seconds writing down a thought, even if it's two seconds of having a conversation with someone in your community who you admire or reaching out to someone or asking someone that you really look up to a question, just start, start in some way. I fully believe goals are achieved in small, tiny acts of self-love and self-dedication and if it's the smallest thing that you can do, it could lead somewhere. Somewhere that could lead you to the breakthrough moment that you need like five hours out of the day to write your manuscript. But the last book that I wrote, I wrote over a four-year period and I wrote it while I was in college. I didn't just dedicate I had so many other things going on at the same time. And I, I just say this to inspire us to remember that it's okay if things are taking time. It's it's okay if we just have five minutes to do that thing that we want to do. But we owe it to ourselves to try. Because what do we have if we're not pursuing our dreams? And doubt, doubt will keep you from that. that doubt will want you to be silent doubt will want you to be stagnant doubt will want you to avoid and resist and sometimes you want to avoid and resist sometimes the moment calls for that so i think that's a good place for us to leave off today i'm really excited about this series i think that approaching these thoughts with the idea of the art of it encapsulates an artistic expression of emotions that want to hinder us 
or parts of life that want to hinder us. I really want to do an art of healing. I think that would be really beautiful to talk about how healing is not a linear process and takes so much time to create in our bodies. So if you're excited about this, please let me know. Let me know if you have any thoughts about the next podcast. And I'm super excited for the next guests that I have lined up for you. They are all so inspiring. So stay tuned for the next episodes. And one thing I'm going to say before we leave today is I have a new icon, as you can see. And every single art of episode will be with a special icon. The icon that you see right now, that is the art of series. So if you're really into that series, look out for that icon. And the original icon that you see at the top of the Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, that's the image that is synonymous with give space. It's the gradient. Thank you so much for listening to this. If you have any questions or thoughts on today's topic, please reach out to me and send me a DM per usual. And if you'd like to be on the podcast, also send me a DM or an email because I'm always open to a conversation with a friendly face. Thank you so much. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. Mm -hmm.